Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let's pray. Father, thanks a million for this sweet opportunity to be together. Bless our time in Jesus' name. Amen. Please sit down. All right. Let's have a, a good Bible study. And let's be blessed. Okay. Good. Turn your Bibles with me to... Proverbs 11, verse number 30. Proverbs 11, 30. The Bible says that the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. Amen. What version did you just put up? Where, where is it? Bring it back. Godly, the godly are like trees that bear life-giving fruit. And those who save lives are wise. Wow. Put your hands together for the word of God. <laughs> now, the Bible here is telling us that when we win souls, or people who win souls are wise, or it is wise to win souls. Amen. And this week happens to be our week of soul winning. Is that not so? Yeah. So it's a wise thing we are setting out to do this week. Can somebody say amen? amen? It's a wise thing we are setting out to do this week and we must press on with it. Amen. Why? Because God has given that to us as a ministry. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 I want to read a couple of scriptures so that we can understand that this is something that God has given to us. What is a ministry? A ministry is like a responsibility, a duty, an assignment that we have been given to carry out. So the Bible says that, therefore, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We all, how many of you have quoted this scripture before? Or you have used it before to make yourself feel good? Do you get it? We use it all the time. When Satan comes to accuse us, we use it to defend ourselves. If any man be in Christ, behold, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. So this is where we, we, we used to claim that we are all new crea creation. I am a new creation. No more in condemnation. Here in the grace of God I stand. You, you remember that song? The way you were moving, I thought you were going to play the keyboard. 
My heart is overflowing. My life just keeps on growing. Here in the grace of God I stand. And I will praise you, Lord. And I will praise you, Lord. And I will sing of all that you have done. I was in church in Collegono. Don't be afraid for me. <laughs> These are Collegono songs. A heart that knows no limit. A life that keeps on giving. Here in the grace of God. We use it all the time. And it is true. And it's a right we have. It's, it's a provision that God has given to us. That Once we are in Christ, we are really new creation. Being born again, it's a, it's a very, it's a total, a totally supernatural act. That God regenerates you and makes you brand new. That's why nobody can look at you and, and say, oh, no, 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 no. Because uh, back in the day, you did this. Back in the day, in some time past, you were this, you were that. So you are, you, you, you are condemned. No, no, no. That's why Romans 8, says, there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ. Once you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. Please put it up. There is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ. That what walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Do you see? So it's like it's a total regeneration, a total change. You, you are made into a totally different person. Yeah, you are not who you were before in time past. Sometimes even we as Christians limit ourselves with our past. How we were in some time past. We used it to limit us. There is, there is therefore now no condemnation. Well, then that work not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sin, likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemn sin in the flesh. Verse 4. That we, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He says, all these things, Jesus has done it. So that you, verse 4, is okay. So that we, you see, the righteousness of the law, that we will be righteous. Do you see, so that any law that they bring, do you see, law, alcohol law, although you were an alcoholic or a, an alcoholist, You are still right. Do, do you get it? You are still right. The law has been fulfilled. It's not like you did something, but Jesus, God sent his son in the form of sinful flesh and for sin. So that you and I can be made righteous, even according to the law. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great act that God has done. Do you see? Not, not that you will even be made right only to, to God. That God. Like if, if, if I am there and I want all of you to, I'm writing, I'm doing a test. And I'm the one doing the test. And I want all of you to pass. I can just decide all of you have passed. I can just decide. Oh, I had a lecturer in third year. He, he told us the first day he came from for the lecture. 
In fact, he came late. He came from the States. He came late. He came two weeks into the semester or something like that, or three weeks. Significantly late. Then when he came, his first lecture, he said, when he got into the class, he said, nobody is going to fail in this class. For as long as I am the lecturer, that's number one. Number two, you will never write an exam and answer a question you have never seen before. Once I'm the lecturer of this course. Yeah, that's what he told us. And his lectures begin at 5 a.m., 5 to 7 a.m., twice a week, Monday and Tuesday, 5 to 7, 5 to 7. He's done. When, you, when his lecture is there, you think it's a miracle, you think healing Jesus can pay. <laughs> The place is full. Yeah, 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 yeah. Microeconomics. The place is full. I mean, full, full, full to the brim. People are trying to fall out of the window. Because of the way the lecturer was, you, you are ready to wake up at dawn to go for his lectures. And he used to be a lecturer in another university. So it's like when he finishes at seven, he's going to another university in another province to go and that's his regular school. But he said that. And he said, there will be no exam. That, no, matter, no matter how hard you try, you can't fail. And true to his word, not even one refer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get into the exam, say, oh, this I know. This one also I know. This one also I know. So one day we asked him that. So what will be the difference between those who get distinctions and those who just? He said, oh, by all means, there has to be a line. And that line will be one surprise question. Yeah, one surprise question. So if you know the surprise question, you are through. Yeah, that's what we show those who are studying and those who are just coming along. But to fail, you can't fail. Do you see? So I'm saying that if I want everybody to pass the test, there's a way I can do the test for every single person to pass. Do you see? But there's also the university requirements. Amen. There's also the university requirement. So when he says you have passed, he should be able to use your exam paper to justify why you have passed. So when he takes, so when you go into the, we, we do two mid-semester exams. When you go into the final exam, it's a repeat of the two semester exams that are in the, in the final paper, plus that one surprise question. Yeah, so you see everybody's answer sheet is full. So when he passes you, when he, anybody can say, why have all your people passed? He can give them the, uh, the script and say, you read it and see if you can fail them. Mark it. Okay, no problem. You, I'm a bad lecturer. You mark it and see if you can fail. This is the memo. These are the scripts. Mark it and see. So you don't only pass in his eyes, but you pass also in the eyes of the university according to the standards of the university. And it's exactly what the Bible is saying here that we are supposed to pass in God's eyes and pass in the eyes of the law. So he says, let's read it again. Now with the background, as we read it, look at it very well. There is therefore now fa no failing, no condemnation, no remedial, no referral, no reset for them which are in Christ who walk after, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the, he has made us overpower the law of sin and death. How does he make us overpower the law of sin and death? Because when once there is sin, the next thing is death. Do you get it? So 
He says, for, the, for what the law could not do, what made the law impossible to obey and impossible to work, that is what he means. For what the law could not do. Why? Because it was weak through the flesh. It was physically impossible for somebody to thoroughly follow the rules. Physical, you can't use your physical ability to obey all the laws that Moses has put in the Bible. You cannot. It's not possible. It's, it was weak through the flesh. With the flesh, it's not impossible to do. God sending his own son. So God sent Jesus in the likeness of sin. In the likeness of sinful flesh. That's one. And for sin. So he sent him in a way that he can also be affected by the things that are around us. Do you see, by everything that affects you and I, that's why he says he was tempted at all points, yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Because he had overcome, let we, we have boldness to come. So he says he sent him in the form of sinful flesh that is like you and I, and then he sent him as a payment for the sin that we are committing. Do you get it? For sin. That what? To condemn sin in the flesh or to overcome sin in the flesh. That Why? What is the result of it? So that the righteousness of the law, that we can be righteous according to the law, he said the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. So if somebody comes, and puts, okay, you let's forget about the grace of God. Let's forget about God. I'm using the law to examine you. The work that God has sent Jesus to do in the form of sinful flesh and for sin has made it such that we would fulfill. If, 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 look at it, look at the law as maybe a checklist of seven things. Because of what Jesus has done, everything they look at will get it right. Get it right, get it right, get it right, get it. So, although God has shown us grace, you can't use the law to disqualify us. You can't use it. God, that the righteousness of the Lord might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. After. Clap your hands for what Jesus has done. So, when the Bible says we are new creations, we are really a new creation. It's not a, like something nice that God is saying. He can defend it anywhere. He can defend it in any court. Human court, spiritual court, heavenly court, hell court. Any court he can defend it. Because it's a work that is thoroughly done when you get born again. When you get born again. Now why? Why? Verse 8. Why is God going through all this drama? Why is God paying all this price? Why is God doing all this. Please go back to where you were. Verse 18. 18, 18. Second Corinthians 18. This was just a, a, a bypass to go around to make sure we are all on the same. Stabile couldn't understand what I was saying, so I had to go and pass there and come out here. They stay here. 18. It says, all things are of God. Who had, who has reconciled us to himself? By Christ Jesus. So this thing is to, re, is to bring, reconnect us to God. Through our works? No. Through Christ Jesus. 
And then once that is done, this is the main plea. And had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. All this that God has done was to give you and I a ministry of reconciliation. A job, a purpose, a duty of reconciliation. What is the ministry of reconciliation? The ministry of reconciliation is the ministry of reuniting people with God. Reuniting the world with God. That's the ministry. So if you are going around clapping that you are a new creation, basically you are going around saying that you accept the ministry that God has entrusted in your hands. That's the message you are saying. That's what we are saying. If you agree to the first one, it means you agree to the rest. It's like you are signing a document. These are terms and conditions apply. Once you sign, once you give a signature to it, you, you have given an assent to every condition on the document. If the document say you shall not eat rice, you can't say I didn't see it. Okay, me, I want to obey everything, but I don't want to obey the rice part because as for me, rice is, I mean, my son, rice is his favorite food. No, whatever the confusion is, once there's rice and stew, there's no confusion anywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, rice and stew, it works. Oh, yes. I mean, you can't, when you don't know what to do, just do rice and stew. It will work. There would not even be one argument. Yeah. Not even one argument. So when you agree to the being a new creation, that God, as we are talking, you are clapping, oh, this is what God has done for me. He has made me right by the law. I'm a new creation. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a king and a priest and a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And when you say all oh, these high things and wild things, all you are saying is that in addition to that, I accept the ministry of reconciliation. Unfortunately, this is the place that as Christians, we are letting God down. Somebody accepted the ministry and reached out to us to reunite us with our maker. Now, it's a, it's a, the honors is on us to reunite somebody else with his maker. And we say, oh no, new creation is okay. I mean, once I'm a new creation... Uh, is it? Is it? I'm okay. I like the new, the new creation side is very nice. I like. But every new creation has been given the job of reconnecting the world with Christ. Reconnecting the world with Christ. Recon so Christians who arrive in heaven have not fulfilled the ministry that God has given. This is not a something for pastors. Is it only pastors who say that they are new, new creation? No. <laughs> is it only pastors? So, please, bishop, this one is for bishops and for armor pastors. No, it's for all. Anybody. Um, I, I asked you in the beginning before I started, if you had said no, I would have preached a different message. But I asked you that, how many of you have used this scripture for that? I am a new creation then you are the one that God is talking to. He has given you a ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile speaks of reuniting you and your God. The whole world needs to be reunited with God. That is why God is calling us to be soul winners. That is why God is calling us to reconnect 
reconnect the world to him. Reconnect the world to him. God is counting on each and every one of us. To so when you get to heaven, God will ask you, did you fulfill your ministry? So I didn't hear any calling. I said, ah, this one is a general calling. Maybe bishop has an extra calling, but this calling is a general calling for any. Did you say you were a new creation? He said, yes, that's it. The same scripture that says that you are a new creation, that's the same scripture that called you into this ministry. That's the same scripture that called you into this ministry. Of reconciling people to God. That is one, perhaps this is one of the most serious instructions in the Bible that we shouldn't joke with. Reconciling people to God. To God. Dancing, although it's an instruction in the Bible, is not a major singing. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all ye land. Sing unto the Lord. Da, da, da. Something, something, something. Then it gets to somewhere. Sing hallelujah. Something and something. Look, it's not a major instruction. The major instruction is this one. The major instruction. Think about it. An instruction that has to set that instruction in place. Somebody has had to die to set the instruction, to set the mission, to set the agenda in place. It's not a, something we joke with. Jesus had to pay the price by shedding his blood and dying. It cannot be a joke. It cannot be something that is like, oh, as and when we feel like. No, the price that the person who sent us paid. You see, sometimes somebody sends you to do something, whatever is at stake and whatever the person has offered or paid, it's not that great. Say, so go and fry an egg, one egg. I mean, it's not, uh, how expensive is the egg? I mean, sometimes some eggs are expensive, but, yeah, once upon a time, I think it was a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon, so, <laughs> I sent a brother to go and buy eggs. I think I gave him 50 rands. So, oh, in those days, and I don't mean Jacob Zuma's 50 rands or Cyril's 50 rands. Tabon Becky's 50 rands. That's a lot of money. That's about 100, 150 rands. Go and buy eggs. Me. I buy the eggs, mice. I know that when you, I know if you wear, you can buy eggs that one egg has two yolks. <laughs> one egg is twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bigger, giant. And even those days, the eggs were bigger. So, I had planned that. He said, and it's not like I, he was going to the shop. He told me, I'm going to spa. I said, oh, Charlie, we don't have eggs. So, please buy some eggs and on your way. So this guy goes, he comes, he brings six eggs, half a dozen eggs. So I was waiting for my change. When I look at the six eggs, I knew that, oh, by all means, I have about 44 rands. Yeah. No, tables back this time, you'll be so five rands can buy about six eggs. Oh, no, bring back tabon bake. Anyway. 
waiting for my change. My change was not coming. You know, sometimes when you have sent somebody, but you are fine protocol, so you want the pe- you don't want to ask. But ah, I'm, I was watching soccer. The soccer has finished. Still no change. The person is eating. Still no change. So I gathered faith. I I gathered faith. I said, oh, brother, where is the change? Then he brought out some coins. I think six runs. I was wondering, ah. So I said, oh, then he brought out a slip. A slip to prove that, oh. I said, where did you buy the eggs from? What type of egg? Is this the golden eggs that the chicken was laying? He went to Woolies. And as I'm picturing, I don't remember if there was any Woolies in our area. So it means he went to the mall, to Woolies, to go and buy organic eggs. Six organic eggs. And he brought the egg. When I look at the, the eggs are small. They are like a dove. A dove's bear eggs. Organic eggs. Compared to my two yolked. Look, the two yolked egg, you can't fry two at a time. Never. No, when you crack one, you think it's a pizza base. brother, why? Why would you have been living with you in this house for two years? Have you seen me buy organic egg before? <laughs> Woolies. It was when I met LP Yvonne, then I rather that people buy, non toy men, I rather that people buy things from Woolies. I only knew that Woolies, they sell clothes. Woolwear, they sell clothes. I didn't know that they sell food. When I met people like LP Yvonne, it's like this type of bourgeois people, they go at, on, an, on an every average day. Not that um, it's Christmas or Valentine's Day, nothing happened. They've gone to buy bread, bread, 16 slices from, hey, is that the bread Jesus used for the last supper? So I was shocked. That egg. I was so bored. Amusa's story to which one is that? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Woolies. Yeah. But it's not an organic egg matter. It's not like one egg that the person sacrificed his life for that mission. The mission that he's handing over to us. He sacrificed his blood, his life, his throne, everything for it. We can't sit here and be laughing about it. We can't sit here and be joking on it. Hallelujah. It's not a joke at all. That's why every, and this instruction is for every single Christian. Unless you are not a new creation. If you are not a new creature, it doesn't apply. If you are not a new creature, it doesn't apply to you. But if you're a new creator, it applies to you. It's the ministry of recovery. Let's read on because there are more verses, nice verses there. He says, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, 
not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God has committed it to us. God has given that, the, like Jesus has done the act, and God has committed the word of it to us. Yeah, he's played his part. His, plat, his part is the difficult one, which is to shed his blood for our sins. Our part is to take what he has done and go and share it with other people. He's like the manufacturer. We are like the distributors. We are just going out to distribute it. He has, he has committed it into our hands. Next verse. He goes up to 20 or 21. Now then, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors. What, what's an ambassador? Um, an ambassador is somebody who represents another country. A representative of a country. We are representatives of Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ Jesus Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. 21. For he had made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. That he might. That we might be made the righteousness of God. Look at 6.1. Give us 6.1 quickly. Look at 6.1. Quickly. Remember the Bible is not in chapters. We put it in chapters so that it's readable. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. That we don't waste this grace that has been given to us. As God's partners, don't waste the grace. Do not waste the grace. The main responsibility God has given us is to reconcile the world. So one of the things we must become masters of is the art of sowing. The art of sowing. What is the art of sowing? The art of sowing is the art of reconciling the world to God. How to win a soul. And unfortunately, today's Christians don't know how to win a soul. One of the reasons why we don't win souls is because we don't know. We say we don't know what to say. If I meet the person, I don't know what I'm going to say. So today, as I close, let's look at it. Let's look at it quickly. And then we can round up. Let's look at it. How to win a soul. Or what do you need to win a soul? We've gone through this many times. But we'll go through it again. Steps to salvation. Number one. Everybody is a sinner. All have sinned. It's one of the main. Why do we need to be reconciled to God? We are separated from God because of sin. The reason why we are separated from God is because of sin. We were conceived in sin. We were all born, born into sin. So by the time you are born, you are already sinful flesh. And because of that sin, we are separated from God. So everybody is a sinner. This is the reason why. This is, this is the why of salvation. We are all sinners. And our sin has separated us from God. We mean, remember I said to reconcile us to God means to reunite us. With God. Is that not the case? Uh -huh. So what has separated us from God? Sin. And this, this is so universal. There's nobody who is like, as for me, I have not sinned. Everybody falls into it. Everybody. Romans 3, 20, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every 
everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God. So everybody is a candidate for salvation. Or is a candidate, everybody is on, on their way to hell because of sin. Hell is a place where God will perpetuate. Like currently you are separated from God, but hell is a place where God will perpetually and eternally confine people he wants to keep away from himself. And who are the people he wants to keep away from? The people who have sinned, which is the whole world. Amen. That is what the whole world says. All have sinned. They say white people have sinned. Or black people have sinned. Short people have sinned. Tall people have sinned. Fat people have sinned. No, 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 no. All, everybody. This all refers to the whole world. Everybody has sinned. Every single body has sinned. All body has sinned. All body has sinned. Everybody has sinned. Husbands have sinned. Wives have sinned. Children have sinned. Mothers have sinned. Fathers have sinned. Grandfathers have Grandmothers have sinned. Everybody, great, grand, great ancestors, they have all sinned. Because of that, we have come short of the glory. We can even replace the glory of God as the presence of God. Because God's glory is revealed when his presence manifests. So it's like we cannot come into the presence of God, into where God is. That's the first thing you have to establish with the person. So you are, you are a sinner, I'm a sinner. So, but what is, are you saying that a baby, when a baby is born, the baby is a sinner? Where's the, where's the guy who doesn't fast? Titus, he's a, he's a sinner. Hey, you must be wicked or say that, something like that. He's, he's a sinner already. Because David said, in sin was I conceived. Now, you can look at this scripture in two ways. One is the act that led to your birth was sin. Then the second one is that is the sinful person that conceived you. Yeah. So as, as soon as you form in your stomach, you're already sin. That's why a lot of things you don't teach children, they come with it. Ask every mother, by all means, your child has beaten your breast before. But there's not even one copy dancer so I hear he used to bite a lot. But I don't think there was a time that the mother sat, sat him down and said, look, do it and let him say, bite like this. I, I, I do exercise. No, nobody does that. Or the father He's trying to punish the mother, so he called the son, hey, fight, fight for me. I... <laughs> yeah. One day I came to the crash. I was parked outside. I was watching the crash. Then I saw one of the crash children. They were all playing, you know, and I think some, it was somebody's turn to take some. They, hey. So I said, ah, teacher Brenda, what are you teaching our children? You are turning them into lions and biters and tigers and dogs. They are biting everybody. No. They came with it. They came with it. 
Do you remember that day that that girl was pregnant with twins? One of them was called Jacob. The other one was called Esau. And there was time for Esau to come out. Even in the womb, Jacob said, no, come back here. I have to go. For it. The sin started in the womb, in the womb. They were fighting. In, you know, they fought in the womb. Uh, then the mother went to ask God, what is happening in my womb? God said, there are two nations in your womb. That's why there's rambling. So even in the womb, they had already started. From the womb. So as for sinners, we are sinners. They, we are all sinners. So that's where it all starts from. We are sinners. Everybody is a sinner. And what is the reward for sin? What is the reward for sin? What is the payback for sin? What do you, what's the recompense for sin? What do you get in return when you sin? Romans 6. So, please, note the scriptures. So these are your preaching scriptures. If you are not noting them, you will go and stand there again. Um, Bishop said that. Look, inviting people to church is not the ministry of reconciliation. No, we are talking about soul winning. Soul winning. Before we come to inviting people to church. So write all these. Hey, put the other one that was there before. Romans 3.23. Write it down. Write it down so you don't. I know you will forget it. I've had Titus in Crete with you before when I asked you. Romans 3.23. You can't remember. You don't know it. You don't know it. I asked you Romans 3. They said, for God has not given us. The spirit of fear. I said, okay. So if God has the words, First Timothy 4, 7. You say, oh, John, the, for God so loved the world. That's something that you are saying. You don't know it. Write it down. I'm watching you. When you come to Titus in Crete, I will remind you and ask you to stay again. So write it down. Put some 51. The next one you put there, write it down. I'm coming to check. Put it there. Sin was I conceived. Hey. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. The person, how do you know that I'm a sinner? This is the scripture. Oh, but I've been doing good things. All our righteousness are as filthy rags. Please put it down, Isaiah, quickly. Say so. But I'm a good person. I help a lot of poor children. I help people at my workplace. I, I say, look, 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 look. Stop what you are saying. On your best day, you can't be good. Isaiah, what? 66, what? Or 64 6, one of them. 64 6. For we all as an, are as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. Our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Yeah, so you have to establish to the person that we are all sinners. To establish the effect. That's how you win a soul. Because if I'm not a sinner, I don't need salvation. Once I am not a sinner, it means I'm, I'm next to God. I'm not, sin is the reason why we are far from God. 
and I'm not a sinner, then I'm not far from God. So this is the first thing you have to establish with the person, that we are all sinners. Every single one of us is a sinner. Now, what is the reward for sin? What is the payback for sin? What do you get when you sin? What happens when you sin? Romans 6, 23. That's what happens when you sin. It says, for the wages, the wages, the pay, the salary for sin is death. Anyone who sins dies. If somebody dies, the cause of death is sin. Sin is the primary cause of death. Whether he died by tuberculosis, he died by COVID, he died, the primary cause. You start to die when you start to sin. That's why even children die. That's even the thing that tells you that sin is inside us as we are born. That's why children, because without sin, you can't die. Without sin, you can't die. Without, if Adam did not sin, they would never have died. They didn't even need to eat the, the tree of life to live. Without sin, they wouldn't have died. They would have just continued living. That's why Moses said, the soul that sinned shall die. That's the end of every soul that sins. Every soul that sins dies. Hallelujah. So since we have all died, the Bible says the reward, we have all sinned, the reward for it is death. But God has a gift for us, which is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Number three, the third thing. Giving, there are about four steps and then we are done. God loves us. God loves us. That's the, the third thing. The first thing is that we are all sinners. The second thing is that the wages of sin is there. The third thing is that God loves us. God loves us. So, although we have sinned and we deserve to go to hell, because God loves us, he doesn't want us to go to hell. And that's where John 3.16 comes in. That's where it comes in. The Bible tells us God loves the world so much that he gave his only son that anyone who believes in him, although he's supposed to perish, he will not perish, but rather have everlasting life. So God loves, it's like, it's like your parents, you do something wrong. They have to punish you, but they love you. They don't want you to be destroyed. That's how God is. And God is more loving than our parents. Yeah, more loving than our parents. We can't even compare. If we say God is more loving than our parents, it's almost like our parents, when you take the love of our parents and the love of God, there's some comparison, but God tops. No, no, there's no comparison. So God loves us so much. He doesn't want you to perish and go to hell. He doesn't want us to perish with our sins and go to hell. So he has provided that he escape out of his love. And that escape is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That escape is Jesus Christ. Then number four. Number five, I told you there are only four things. Okay, let's say there are five things, but four. Number four is God gives us the power to be his children. Because he loves us, he's made a provision for us to become his children. John 1, 12, it says, as many as receive him, to them gave the power to become the sons of God, even them that believed on his name. Even them that believe. 
So you've met somebody, you have established to the person that we are all sinners. And what, where is that scripture from? You see that you don't know already. Already you don't. That's why I told you to write it down. Look at your notes and tell me. Romans 3. The person says, no, 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 as for me, I'm not a sinner, I have not sinned. Are you saying babies and co, they've all sinned? What's the next, what's the scripture? No, no, the first one. No. Psalm 51 verse 5, that we were all born into sin. When the person says, oh, me, I do good things. Then down you come to the Isaiah 64, 6. So now you have established the person as I said, okay, you are right. We are all sinners, you and I. And always include yourself. Always include yourself. Because even though you are a new creature, you still sin. So the person, okay, I accept. I'm a sinner. Then what next? Well, you must know the outcome of sin. Or the reward for sin, which is from which scripture? Those of you over here, you don't go to church. Ah, Romans what? Yeah, it says the wages of sin is death. So we are all going to die, you and I, we are going to die because of our sin. So, hey, then, then, then what is the use? What is the use of life? What am I going to do? From there, is there a root of us? Oh, don't worry. God loves us. There's an escape. God loves us so much. God, God, God. And God loves us is from which scripture? That's why if you don't know, I'll send you home now. I'll send you home now. Yeah, John 3.16. God loves us. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. God loves us so much. He's given us his only begotten son that if we believe in him, we should not perish but have everlasting life. So, so what do I need to do? Then that's the next scripture, John 1, 12. Yes, as many as received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. The word power, there is the ability to become the sons of God. So if we will receive him and we will believe he will make us, he will give us the power to become sons of God. Oh, okay. I see. So is that all? Yes, that's all. We receive him and believe him. We have the power to be sons of God. So what do I do? Then the next thing is the prayer. Romans 10, 9 and 10. No, you people here, these people, they don't go to church. They don't go, they don't go, they don't go. From the second row, they don't go to church. Yeah. Look, tell Titus to write it down. <laughs> he says that if thou shalt, this is how to be saved. He says, so how can I be saved? If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. This is how a person becomes saved. By confessing with their mouth. So you are telling the person that this is how a person becomes saved. They be, you become saved by confessing Jesus with your mouth. That's why when we call them from, we let them say the prayer with us. Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Uh -huh, like that. 
and believe what you are doing in your heart. Believe that God raised him from the dead. Then you will be saved. Then he explains in verse 10. He said, for with the heart, a man believes unto right. When you believe in your heart, you become righteous. And with the mouth, confession is made. So when you believe in your heart, then you confess with your mouth. You say, to, what does it mean to confess? To confess is to say it with your mouth. To say what you believe with your heart, with your mouth. Yeah. That's why when we have a wedding, we let the people say the vows. We don't just come and say, okay, these people say that they, are, they, are, they love each other, they will marry, and then we pray for them. And no, we let them say it. You say it yourself. Say it with, I do solemnly declare that I know not of. You say everything. With this ring, I do well. I give it as a token of my love. It is my love, my sweet love. And it is forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like that. We ask you, do you take this woman standing by your side to be your lawful wedded wife, to love and to keep and to cherish and forsaking all others? Keep only unto her for as long as you both shall live. If you do say, I certainly, if you will say, I certainly will, then you also say, I certainly will. We let you say it. We don't declare it over. We, the salvation is not a receive it. No, 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 no. You have to say it. Yeah. Take it one, take it two, your husband and wife. No. <laughs> you have to say it. When you say it, then now we bless it. Amen. After you have said it, then now we pray over what you have said so that you have the strength, the grace, the help to keep it. The same with salvation. You have to say it. What you say, you believe. Oh, I feel it. I mean, there are some husbands, everything they feel is in their hands. They will never say it. Yes. You heard the story of the husband who said, I told you I love you. When we first met, I've not changed my mind. If I change my mind, I will tell you. So you see it. Hallelujah. Now, once you have made all these things clear to the person, then you now lead the person to what we call the sinner's prayer. Sinner's prayer. What is the sinner's prayer? It's a prayer to invite Jesus into your heart. What are the things that prayer must contain? Number one. It must contain an acknowledgement that the person is a sinner. An acknowledgement of sin. I accept that I'm a sinner. It must also have a prayer of forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. It must have a statement of faith. I believe in my heart that God raised Christ from the dead. Go back to verse 9. I believe in my heart. That God raised Christ from the dead. I believe who Christ is. I believe it. Who Christ is. And I accept. Romans, um, John 1, 12. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I, I, a prayer of, I said the first one is acknowledgement of sin. Second one is forgiveness of sin. Third one is what? Statement of faith, which is believe in Christ Jesus. Then fourth one is what? No, receiving Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. 
Do you get it? Then, then the next one should be a declaration of your faith, which is, I am born again. Like by these things, I am born again. Like this is the step I'm taking. I am born again. Do you see? Then the final one is renouncing the power of the devil. Yeah. That's why when we do that, we say, say, say with me, Satan, from today, I belong to Jesus. I no longer belong to him. It means you are terminating your contract with the devil. People have unspoken contracts with the devil. Once you are a sinner, the devil is your boss. So it's like you are sending in a notice of resignation. I no longer belong to you. I'm no longer under your power. I belong to Jesus. of us must learn a way to put the sinner's prayer together. It just must have these things. That I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God or God raised Christ from the dead. Do you get it? I confess that he's my Lord, he's my savior. That I receive Jesus as my Lord and my savior. Then I am born again. So by these things I've said, I declare that I am born again or I'm saved, or I'm a child of God, then now your old employer, break up with your employer. <laughs> yeah. And then you are saved. Salvation is, preaching salvation is not as difficult as we may. We just don't want to exert ourselves, and we just don't want to learn and master it. Yeah. Hey, pastor, I have five minutes, let me finish. Pastor, what if he asked me this question? Uh, what about this question? What about this question? What about this question? That is living as a Christian. That's not preaching salvation. Oh, so do I need to stop sinning? These are to live. You have to get born again first before all these things you are saying become relevant. Become relevant. If you are not a South African citizen, the or you not even citizen, you don't live in South Africa. The laws of South Africa do not apply to you. Come into the kingdom. Then now we can now start discussing the laws of the kingdom. Yeah. Then we can start discussing the laws of the kingdom. Hallelujah. From today, everybody should be able to win it. That's why I said, uh, Fezi, did you write it down? Or Pastor Lungani is writing it for you? <laughs> yeah. That's why I said, write it down and master it. So when you sit down, you are coming to talk to somebody about Christ. You have all, you know where you are coming from and where you are going. Where you are coming from and where you are going. Hallelujah. Until we master it, we will not be good ambassadors for the mission of reconciliation. Because you may even be willing, but you don't know what to do. You may be willing, but you don't know what to do. But I pray that this grace will rest upon all of us. And we take this ministry of reconciliation seriously so that the grace is not in vain. That the work that Jesus, you, I told you how Jesus reconciled and justified us by the law. It's not a simple process. Justify us to him, to God and justify us by the law. So that even if you are using just the law, we can stand as righteous people. But let's not make it go in vain. So, like I said, this weekend is a massive evangelistic week. Everybody must go out there. So, 
those of you who, don't, who are pastors and you don't have your members, you have to organize them and let them know what you are sending them out to do. Remember that we are not sending people out to go and invite people to church. We are sending them out to go and preach Jesus to them. And, and Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ. He didn't go and invite them to church. He went to preach Christ to them. To preach Christ to them. To them. He went down to Samaria and did what? Preach Christ. Yes. That's it. So let's go out there and preach Christ to the world. And this is how we preach. I pray that we will not let even tonight's word be in vain. Stand to your feet. Let's say a word of prayer. <laughs> lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thank you for every hand lifted up. We lift our hands in acceptance that we are new creatures. And we receive, we have accepted the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of bringing people back to you, reuniting people to you in the name of Jesus. We pray, give us the spirit of boldness and give us the grace to press on in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me. And you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. Satan, hear me. I no longer belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.